Morning, guys. <coughs> if I sound tired, it's because I was up for a couple hours last night with a dog that we're house-sitting, and you'll hear me calling to her as we go for a walk. Because uh, she is a... I think she's some type of hound, and she is stubborn. And she's very sweet, but like many dogs that aren't your dogs she responds to very different things and she expects very different things and uh last night i guess she gets to sleep on the bed of her owners because last night at two o'clock one thirty, two o'clock she came up to our bedroom and was just wanted to get on the bed and i kept saying no and i kept having to get out of bed to make her lie down on the rug and she just wouldn't settle down, wouldn't settle. I actually, I, I lost track of how many times I had to keep reiterating. And honestly, that's what I want to talk about today. Because I feel like that level of stubbornness that you sometimes need to show to the world, especially when you're confronted by... Uh, someone who, as the owners of this dog will say, if you give her an inch, she'll take a mile. If you give her a mile, she'll take two miles. It reminds me, honestly, of the uh, whole kerfuffle last year with one of the landlords of of the Christmas tree farm. He owns a couple of the acres, and those of you who have been listening since then will remember that there's this whole thing where he bought the land and then he just he just wanted as much as he could squeeze out of us for it in rent. And and I basically walked away after trying to negotiate and just feeling squeezed and squeezed and squeezed and I walked away and he came back at a much more reasonable level and that I'm quite happy with. We're well enough. Opal? No. Hey, Opal, come back here. Hey, Opal, back on the road. Come on, let's go. Thank you. And um, and and I get the same feeling from this dog of like she'll just she's. She will try and try and try and try and try and try and try for what she wants. And she, and she is used to wearing people down. Uh, and I think it's a good analogy for how in life, not all the time, thankfully, because that would be exhausting, but there are times when you just have to be stubborn as a mule. And you have to have it in your head that you're not going to let this situation or this person or this dog. Hey, Opal, no. No. Stay on the road, please. You're not going to let this dog or person or situation win. And that it's going to take a lot more patience than you wished it would take. But you're going to ultimately succeed. And I did, somewhere around, whatever, 3.30 or something. She finally lay down and let me go back to sleep. 
Um, but at that point, I'd lost track of how many times I had to get out of bed. Certainly more than 10, maybe as many as 20. I don't actually know. Um, hey, dogs, hold up. Hold up. Hey, Opal, hold up. Um, and actually, this is a good place to turn around. Hey, dogs, let's go. Come on. Willa, come. Opal, come. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Good dogs. Uh, and I think, I think those of us who have kids recognize that this is a quality that is one of the things that particularly sucks about having kids is that, uh, in, in so many instances, you need that level of stubbornness, not that you display it in a, in a mean way to a kid or a dog or a person, but that you, you know, like it reminds me of when you're getting a dog, sorry, when you're getting a baby, I'm looking at a dog here, when you're getting a baby to finally sleep on its own. Hey dogs, back to the road, let's go. Opal, front. Let's go. Good girl, front. Hey. 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 Good girl. Um... You know, when you're trying to get a baby to uh, fall asleep without needing to nurse or something like that, there is a level of stubbornness that you need to have that is greater than the baby's stubbornness. Um, and it's, it's hard because we are not used to having to be that stubborn in, in most of our lives, right? Perhaps back when we were hunters and we had to have a level of sort of patience and stubbornness about persisting until we succeeded at a thing, we had it more within us. Come on, Opal, let's go. Um, but we've done a good job as a species of eliminating most of that need for stubbornness from our lives. And you can see it in so many examples of poorly behaved dogs, poorly behaved children, where their natural stubbornness has overwhelmed and won out against our weakened levels of stubbornness. And again, this is not a, um, doesn't have to be a harsh or aggressive thing. Um, but it is a matter, and this would be an interesting question, for a different podcast, I guess, it is a matter of dominance. Uh, and it's something, you know, sort of where you are in the pecking order of dominance is something that is deeply uncomfortable to our society to talk about or acknowledge. But anyone who has a dog recognizes that it still has a lot of power. Um, and it doesn't mean being harsh, but there are times when... Um, there are ways in which that dominance is transmitted and displayed. And one of them is, is being stubborn. 
Um, right, you can be sort of the meekest person around your dog. Come on, Opal, let's go. Hey, hey. You can be the meekest person around your dog, and if you are stubborn enough and insistent enough in a meek sort of way, you will win out over them. Well, I'm not willing to guarantee every circumstance, but you'll you'll win out more more so than if you weren't stubborn, right? So stubbornness is a part of dominance, uh, which doesn't have to be tied to aggressiveness, although it can be in very productive ways. You can hear in my voice when I'm talking to Opal that I'm deepening my voice and that I'm talking very assertively. And that certainly helps. She responds to it. And I think that's because with dogs and other animals, um, there is that deeply ingrained thing. Now, not every animal has that same relationship. Dogs have a uniquely sort of dominant, submissive relationship with people. I don't think horses or cats or many other things are the same way. Um, And that's one of the really interesting things about working with other animals is that you come to recognize that the way that we behave with dogs is not the way that we behave as a species with other species. Um, And it helps us recognize that we don't need to always bring a dominant, submissive paradigm to our relationships with people. And thank goodness we don't. because there are many other productive ways that we can interact with people. But every now and then, you enter a dynamic with a person where that level of stubbornness is required. And, um, and it, it really it helps if you can identify it and see it for what it is and, and act on it accordingly and maintain your resolve to stand firm in what you want out of that situation. Opal, leave it. Good dog. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk tomorrow.